good morning and welcome to your DIY Health Radio here on the Spreaker Radio Network and free and simulcasting on free conference call. I'm your host, Sergeant Jim Ram, retired. You can call me Sarge. It's Tuesday, December 5th, 2023. Got a little snow action going on here in central Ohio. Uh, nothing sticking, but we got flurries. I'm supposed to stop in here in a little bit, but um, we actually got our first snow this year on uh, october 31st on halloween i uh nothing stuck on the ground but i looked outside when i was letting the dogs in and sure enough my barbecue grill and a couple other things had snow on it it's like wow isn't that special but anyway yep we're getting a taste of winter here 35 degrees uh, still not wearing coat yet though not cold enough for that uh, was outside taking care of the horses this morning feeding them and stuff t-shirt and Sorry about that. I had a sneeze, and they usually come in twos, but we'll see here. Anyway, um, and not cold, just something up my snout. <laughs> anyway, this program is meant to provide natural healing information only and is in no way meant to replace the advice of a competent medical professional, assuming you can find one. And I think I forgot to mention the date. It is Tuesday, December 5th, 2023. No, I didn't. Uh, so we got the date twice. It's the, still the same day. And... Uh, I search for and present to my listeners natural modalities that simply assist and augment the body's ability to heal itself. And we ask you to go to the website, yourdiyhealth.com. That's Y-O-U-R, D-I-Y, like do-it-yourself, health, H-E-A-L-T-H. And uh, got all kinds of information there. All the products we're getting, and we talk about are there, including the terahertz frequency devices. And we've got two different choices now. My personal favorite is the brand new Holy Life P90, which has only been in the country for a few months now. Um, they're a new company that's, uh, they've been around for a couple of years, but they're just uh, in pre-launch here in the U.S. They'll start up officially after the first of the year, but um, uh, the products are fantastic. They own their own production facilities. I think they've got 17 of them, so they've got plenty of uh, ability to keep up with demand and they have total control over quality control, which is a plus in this situation. And the design and uh, function is phenomenal. And then, of course, we have the uh, the Iteracare products, which we've uh, had for about the last year and a half. And uh, they're great products. Um, got a few uh, quality control issues on some of the lower-priced ones. But um, the Holy uh, Life takes it to a whole new level. And that's why it's my new favorite, because I don't have to worry about quality. And they've got, they're very reasonably priced, and they work like nobody's business. So I encourage you to check those out. If you have any questions, hit the Contact Me button, send an email or call, leave a message, and we'll get back to you as quick as we can. And we'll do everything we can to get your questions answered and get you on the right track. Also, be sure and hit the Radio Shows tab, and at the top of the page is the link to the archive page set up through castbox.fm, and then right below that is the Rumble button. Now we are we're on Rumble uh, as one of our places that we post uh, uh, the replays, and every show we've done since the first show in October is there, having great uh, great time there and getting lots of exposure. Encourage you to check it out, uh, follow the page, and like the videos, and that will uh, kick things into their algorithm so they'll push it out to more and more people, which is what we are looking for, as much exposure to the truth as we can possibly get. 
Now, also, uh, keep in mind, and if you're again, uh, getting ahead of myself, scroll down a little further, you'll see the information on the shows we do when they're on and how you listen. And at the bottom of the page is the link to the Facebook page set up for the show as well as the Telegram channel. Now, keep in mind the topics discussed and opinions mentioned on this show are those of the host and or guests and don't necessarily represent the opinions of the Spreaker Radio Network, Free Conference Call, Rumble, any of the other platforms we're hosted on, or any of the other alphabet agencies out there listening in. Nothing we say on this show should be construed as an attempt to diagnose, treat, or cure any kind of a health or wealth issue. It's all here for your education and entertainment purposes only, so that as a responsible adult, you can use this show as a jumping-off point to do your own research and due diligence to make sure that what you're doing and what you're trying is right for you. All righty then. Uh, that being said, let's sort of jump into things. We've got um, some crazy, crazy stuff going on right now. Um whistleblowers are popping up and uh, <laughs> they're being attacked by their uh, governments uh, we have a whistleblower in new zealand um, health hero worker turned whistleblower faces court after he exposes shocking number of deaths linked to covid vaccine isn't that special now we knew all along that um, from the insurance actuaries and everything else that um People were definitely dying from the COVID jabs. What we didn't have was the official government figures. And this gentleman in New Zealand, actually his name is Barry Young, was in charge of their government records. You know, New Zealand's small enough that they can, I think there's only like 5 or 10 million people in the whole country, if I remember. It's not a whole lot. So basically... Um, he's the only person that took care of all the numbers and did a report that basically showed that they knew what was going on, that they were giving these things out and people were dying left and right. So anyway, um, I'm just going to read some of it and I've got a little video clip, uh, that I, thanks to, uh, Infowars that has his testimony. Well, actually let's do the testimony first. If I can find it here, um, should have had it labeled. <laughs> uh, let's see here. Yeah, this is it. Let me uh, set up the uh, sharing so people on the board can see it. Oops, wrong one. Um, this one here. Here we go. Hello. So what I did was our internal batch ID. I counted the number of vaccinated within that batch. And then I found out who was dead. Wow, well, let's have a look. And so we then look at the percentage of the ratio. So do we know if these are all Pfizer, the top 10? Yes, they are. And this is Pfizer's batch number one. We've had yep. 711 from batch number one vaccinated. 152 of those died, which makes a 21% percentage, yeah. death, death rate. mortality rate from that mortality rate. batch. So if you if you go back to the chart there, in that case you would you would expect to see the black lines disappear because no one's dying from COVID anymore, right? But you're not. You're absolutely not. You're seeing the black lines. There are more people dying than ever before. These are the, the biggest number of deaths we've seen in history of New Zealand. The death rate has gone up six percent, eight percent year on year. Even after COVID wasn't a thing, the death rate is still going up. 
And in the articles all over the New Zealand news, they go, yeah, he's the former head administrator. But, you know, uh, he's giving you disinformation. No, the insurance numbers show a 40-plus percent increase in deaths worldwide. Normally, when there's a year that pops up, it's 2% above the last year. And again, it goes up and down, but it stays basically flat in the aggregate. Not flat now. Live expectancy going down. Death going straight up. Don't believe me? Just type in. No one knows why Western countries suddenly have a lowered life expectancy after 2021. It wasn't 2020. It wasn't COVID. They had 76 deaths of COVID in New Zealand total. Now they've got massive numbers of deaths. And he just shows small snapshots. And then he gets into the larger numbers. But we're talking a couple thousand people take the shot. Hundreds of them die. Both. Okay. Alex goes on and on and on about that. But... Um Here's the uh, actual report. On Sunday, the Gateway Pundit reported that a 56-year-old employee turned whistleblower of the Te Watu Ora, which is an um, uh, aboriginal uh, name in uh, New Zealand. Uh, New Zealand's public health agency was targeted by police raids. <laughs> the whistleblower was arrested Sunday afternoon for his alleged involvement in the unauthorized disclosure and mis misuse of data. In other words, he's telling the public the truth, and of course, they don't want the truth to get out, so now it's unauthorized disclosure. We don't want them to know that we're killing them. I wonder why, according to police reports. The police disclosed that the whistleblower's true identity is Barry Young, Young, responsible for managing New Zealand's COVID-19 vaccination database, has come forward with alarming data regarding excess deaths that he claims are connected to specific batches of the Pfizer vaccine. Yeah, they pretty much showed it. They had the graph there, all the batch numbers, the number of people that got those batches, and the number of people that died after taking them. You know, anecdotal maybe, but uh, still pretty accurate, I think. Paid content, well, let me script that. Uh, he played a key role in developing a project that estimated or established a vaccine payment system for providers known as the pay-per-dose system. Under this system, providers receive a payment each time a vaccination is administered. As part of his responsibilities, he analyzed the data and noticed inconsistencies. Liz Gunn, the leader of the NZ or New Zealand Loyal Party, a former mainstream media journalist and lawyer, interviewed Young, who, cho who chose the, to risk his job and personal safety to shed light on the statistical anomalies he encountered in his professional role. I was involved with, built, with, a, with building a project and helped with implementing a vaccine payment system for our providers. It's called a pay-per-dose system. So that means that every time someone gets vaccinated, they get a payment for it as a provider. And it helped build it. I, uh, I helped build it and i implemented it and when i was looking at the data which was part of my job i noticed some of the some discrepancies with the de the rates of death people getting um people getting people dying uh within uh, a, a week of being vaccinated young said as soon as the system went live we noticed that people were dying almost straight away after being injected so that sort of uh, prompted uh, my curiosity a bit. <laughs> yeah, I would think so. Uh, so I dug a little deeper. He added, this cannot be a natural event. 
This is man-made, Young argued, adding, if it's happening here, guarantee it's happening everywhere. And we need more people like me to stand up and just come out. Don't be scared, just do it. People said that, and or Young said uh, that an accessible website, Find My Batch, uh, provides the COVID-19 vaccine batch information. Uh, You can read the rest of the details uh, at this little link they've got, and I'll post this uh, article in the Telegram channel and on the chat room. Uh, On Monday, Young made two appearances in the Wellington District Court, New Zealand Herald reported. During his initial uh, procedural appearance in the morning, he received a standing ovation from a crowd public gallery. (laughs) Later in the afternoon, he returned for a a bail hearing. His request for immediate bail release was denied. However, Judge Andrew Nichols granted bail under the condition that Young is released at 1 p.m. the following day, which I believe would have been yesterday. After his initial court appearance, uh, as he was being escorted back to the cells, Young shouted, Freedom! toward a public gallery. (laughs) Following a a complaint by the Te Watu Ora, Young was arrested and charged with dishonestly accessing a computer. <laughs> oh, good grief. I wonder if they actually have a, a, a statute that says that, <laughs> or they just made it up, according to the New Zealand Herald. Young has not entered a plea. Uh, Te Watuora was granted an um, urgent injunction on Friday to prevent the spread of the data, Chief Executive uh, Marjorie Appa said. The data, as published on an overseas website, uh, appears to have been anonymized. Analysis of the uh, release data is ongoing, but work so far has not found any National Health Index numbers or personally identifiable information. Yeah, even though they had the names of the people that were jabbed and dead, they didn't put those out there. Just They just wanted the raw data so people could see the basic numbers. They didn't want to violate anybody's uh, uh, personal um, uh, privacy. Appa said uh, an injunction injunction had been issued to have information taken down from an overseas website, and cybersecurity specialists are continuing to scan extensively for any other places where the information may appear. Hopefully, it's been spread far and wide by now. We sought uh, and were granted an injunction through the Employment Relations Authority that prevents any publication of the data to ensure that we can take all steps to protect the privacy of individuals. Well, that was already done before the data was posted. (laughs) They're just blowing smoke trying to get, you know, cover things up as usual. The individual has worked in the health system for a number of years. He was authorized to access data as part of his work and was locked out of our systems as soon as we became aware of the unauthorized use. In other words, putting out the truth. You know, the, the thing is, is the people of New Zealand own that information. Their money pays for it. And the government, who's killing people and trying to cover it up, act as though it's theirs. When actually the truth is that information belongs to the people of New Zealand, and they have every right to see it and make do, use of it in any way, shape, or form they desire. But when you've got a criminal government, just like here in the U.S., the people that, you know, they get their, you're caught with their hand in the cookie jar, so to speak, and they don't like it. So they'll attack anybody that sheds the light of day on them, and they'll do everything to cover up the truth. 
and this is exactly what's going on. I, I got to uh, tip my hat to Mr. Young, and I pray that there's others out there that uh, are going to do the same thing eventually. But anyway, uh, let's see here. We take the security of our data very seriously. Our data? No, it's the people of New Zealand's data, and they have every right to it. And are extremely disappointed at this gross breach of trust by this individual and his alleged involvement in spreading harmful misinformation, a.k.a. the truth. Just absolutely disgusting. And like I said, you know, New Zealand is not alone here. Every government in the world (laughs) pretty much is involved in this kind of activity. It's big time here in the U.S., as we're going to see shortly. But uh, every time when, when a government uh, employee has access to the data and decides to share that data with the rightful owners, the people, the taxpayers of the country, all of a sudden they are demonized and attacked and charged criminally for doing what should be automatically done by government in the first place. We can assure the public that we are doing everything we can to respond to this incident and to safeguard their information. (laughs) In other words, to cover things up so those people really don't know what's going on and we don't get in trouble. Instead of investigating this alarming data, the totalitarian government persecuted Young for exposing the truth and for questioning the quality and safety of vaccines, something they just can't abide by. The globalists were pissed at their cover-up, their cover-up was blown. Exactly. And uh, that's just one. But like I said, let me put this on the Telegram channel. And I'll drop it into the chat room here in just a second. Got to make sure I'm on the right channel before I do that. <laughs> do, do, do. There we go. So there's that. And Telegram. Or website uh, free conference call uh also where is that thing um hmm no i got it here somewhere hmm never fails I have stuff all set and then i can't find it when the show starts <laughs> oh boy it just flat out disappeared hmm well, maybe it's another one of those videos. Um, I think this might be it. Nope, that's Steve Kirsch. Um, yeah, here's a little video dealing with um, a U.S. Navy whistleblower who had access to the uh, information on, I think it was pilots. In, uh, in the Navy showing that they had a huge, huge, huge uh, rate of uh, heart issues. I think this is it. Here we go. Hey, everybody. Josh Sigurdsson of World Alternative Media here. And we are getting crazy breaking news coming out of the Pentagon regarding the amount of heart failure people are facing Following the COVID injections, this from InfoWars Pentagon confirms 973% increase in heart failure following COVID shots. 
And we're going to kind of go into that out of an article that was written for American Military News that says heart issues skyrocketing in military U.S. Navy medic says and goes a little bit into this absolutely massive increase, 973%. Now, we all know that there's a huge rise. 973% is beyond insane, and it's a crime against humanity. So we're going to get into this and much more today, my friends. Before we do, I urge people to check those links below. Check out learntherisk.org and check this promotion out for December 7th as we reach three years since uh, whistleblower and learntherisk.org founder Brandy Vaughn was murdered. Uh, likely by the government for speaking out against injections and trying to uh, wake people up about this issue. My friend Tina is running learntherisk.org right now. I'm not, I'm not getting anything out of this, but she wants people to go out and, and hold banners in the streets in um, honor of her and also to help wake up people about injections and all injections, that is, and how it might affect uh, them or their children going forward. So go and check that link in the description and go and get one of these banners, go and stand out on the streets, send some photos to info at learn the risk.org. Um, and, uh, you know, again, that's info at learn the risk.org. Um, it, it's a great way to help save some lives, hopefully going forward when it comes to these injections that are obviously mass murdering people at this moment. Also make sure to check out that link for wild pastures and avoid MRNA in your food. You get 20% off for life plus $15 off your first box of 100% grass-fed and finished beef, pasture-raised pork, pasture-raised chicken, and wild-caught seafood. All back, uh, skyrocketing in military, U.S. Navy medic says. And as the article goes into it, says, a United States Navy Medical Service uh, Corps whistleblower recently disclosed information from the Department of Defense that reportedly shows a major increase in military pilots with heart-related issues after the implementation of the COVID-19 vaccines. New, uh, Navy Medical uh, Service Corp. Lieutenant Ted Macy, who is an active duty officer, a Navy health administrator, and a medical recruiter, shared the information Monday in a video on X, formerly uh, Twitter. Macy presented his claims over concerns that have repeatedly been emphasized by his wife, Mara Macy, uh, who is currently running for Florida's 5th Congressional District in the U.S. House of Representatives. In, this, in his video, uh, Ted Macy claimed that the U.S. military is, has experienced a major increase in heart-related issues with helicopter and fixed-wing pilots. Macy claimed that Defense Department data shows a 937% increase in heart failure, a 152% increase in cardiomyopathy, and a 69% increase in uh, ischemic heart disease, as well as a 62% increase in pulmonary heart disease, a 36% increase in hypertensive disease, and a 63% increase in other forms of heart disease compared to the five-year average before 2022. It's absolutely insane. And remember, as we've reported before, every year, despite people getting less injections every year, um, the rate of excess death is skyrocketing every year all the same because it's a ticking time bomb and your health diminishes every year after you get the injection. But it says in a statement released on X, Macy's wife criticized the U.S. government's treatment of military troops during the COVID-19 pandemic, argued that there is currently a high level of mistrust in the military's leadership and demanded accountability as the only answer. And I quote, so you may have seen my wife's recent post and I want to elaborate on that and give you an example as to why reinstatement, payback, and apologies isn't enough, Macy said in his video. 
on Monday. Macy told the Gateway Pundit, and I quote, the responses to our concerns from the DOD have been memorandums, letters, as in a letter displaying how they confirmed the data, but said it was due to the COVID virus, even though all the issues start in 2021. And I'll go into that in a moment too. But it says, Macy explained that after meeting with the chief of naval operations and her aide, the only response he has received is that the Defense Medical Epidemiology Database information has been passed on to the Navy Inspector General. Slow rolling everything has been the norm, as well as denying anything is happening, he said. Congress's uh, response has been abysmal, Macy added. They, they're more interested in going after woke things in the DOD, which, as we all know, is low-hanging fruit that's of relative, uh, relatively low consequence compared to the death and injury over the illegal shop mandates. Uh, according to recent information published by the U.S. Army, 97% of active-duty U.S. troops are fully vaccinated against COVID-19, 90% of Army National Guard members are fully vaccinated, and 91% of U.S. Army Reserve members are fully injected. So... I want to point out, though, something that is really, uh, you know, interesting because they will say, well, COVID uh, causes myocarditis. First of all, let's start with this. PCR tests do not test for illnesses. They cannot discern between illnesses. Also, COVID-19 itself has never been isolated from a single human being ever. It's only been cultured in vir monkey kidney cells and compared to a computer simulation. And again, that makes it very much a hoax. Um, most we saw an, a decrease in death in 2020. So people say a bunch of people died from this thing in 2020. It's not true. We saw a decrease in death in 2020 uh, and a massive increase after week 21 of 2021, which was the day of the the um, release of the emergency use authorization for the injections. Before that, the first 21 weeks of 2021, we saw a decrease in death overall. So that needs to be understood. Um, we know that we saw an increase in cancer in 2020, but that's because people were wearing masks, which were covered in ethylene oxide and taking swabs that had ethylene oxide, which is one of the most dangerous cancer causing chemicals allowed in contact with humans. And it's only allowed in small, uh, you know, small bits and pieces, but people were wearing masks all day. So we saw that that's about the only thing that kind of discerns it. Um, obviously suicide and drug abuse and alcoholism as well. But now let's move away from that. In 2020, everyone that got in motorcycle crashes, heart, had heart attacks, had whatever, they called it COVID. So they could say heart attacks associated with COVID-19, even though they had no evidence of that because they used PCR tests at 40 cycles or more, which could test you and say that you were ill with whatever it might have been 10 or 15 years ago. Fauci has said that himself. Anything over 25 is useless. But they did 40 cycles. That's amplification to a magnitude that's just insane. So they were able to call heart attacks COVID in 2020. We know that we all saw it at the time. But if, if you also add on a certain other, dis, you know, discretion, indiscretion um, in this situation. With the injections, people would have heart attacks and they wouldn't even call it a heart attack. They would just well, they wouldn't call it uh, an injection issue. They could just call it a heart attack. So in the COVID numbers, they added to it with heart attacks by leaps and bounds with the vaccines they just didn't mention the vaccines in the autopsy reports at all with the heart attacks so therefore they could claim that more people got myocarditis from covid than from the injections that is how they fake the numbers and it's it's obvious once you see it but nonetheless they'll continue to say all this kind of stuff and again after week 21 we saw that increase 
And we also know studies of 1,001 people in places like Germany, which is backed up by other studies with a bunch of people in Italy, 1,001 people that were injected. Uh, we saw that 96% of them had some form of pre-blood clot formation or crystallization in their bloodstream. In Taiwan, children that were monitored, it showed 29% of them, that, and they were all injected, but 29% of them had some form of uh, heart-related condition. And that doesn't include also the cancers that come with it and all that. And um, the Pentagon has acknowledged this. The Moderna has acknowledged this. Studies show this, that cancer has absolutely skyrocketed since the injections came out. And Ed Dow did a report on that. And we just did a video on it as well, which you could check out. And it's truly evil what we're seeing happening. But I've seen people die of heart attacks right in front of me in the last couple of years. I've, at one point, I, th I think I saw five people in a month or so uh, fall and hit the ground. One person died. Multiple of them. I don't know what happened to them after. They, I got photos of them laying on sidewalks. One guy got bloody because he hit his head in Dublin on a, on a, uh, a big stone uh, uh, wall. And then I saw a 14-year-old collapse in Carlisle, England last year. I saw people collapse at, uh, at, at in, in New York City at uh, Kennedy uh, Airport. Uh, I, I saw people collapse in Mexico, in Puerto Vallarta. I saw people collapse in um, London. A again, I, I've seen so many people collapse lately. And, and well, that was all last year, but I saw so many people collapse last year after the injections. Now I'm just constantly hearing about it more and more. People are dying in their sleep from heart attacks. People are having sudden cardiac events or strokes. And people have just, just been so normalized to it that we all assume it's going to be the injections. It might not always be, but it usually is. Because if people are injected, it brings their premorbidities to the front of the line. So things they would have had issues with, maybe if they didn't get healthier, down the line are brought to the forefront. That's why studies have shown that, you know, people that are like ages um, 30, for example, who took say uh, four to five injections are likely to have 25% of their life taken away, which means they don't have that many years left in them. And we also know that every year, despite people getting less injections, the excess deaths are going up. And now we're also starting to see myocarditis in people who are unjabbed. And a lot of people believe that's from the modified RNA. And we've been reporting on this, that they've been finding in the uh, food supply in meat, um, which has been skyrocketing and has been modified to allow for digestion without it destroying the RNA and for it to continuously get into our bodies and then replicate, which we reported on recently. Um, you know, we've been reporting on the mRNA in meat for a while, but now we know that it's not just mRNA, it's mod RNA, which is even more dangerous and DNA transforming chemicals. And then there's ethylene oxide, like I mentioned before, which causes heart attacks, brain injury. Um, it causes destruction of the D of DNA, causes cancer, causes infertility, causes uh, nerve damage, all these different things, which we've been reporting on. And those are in the masks and those are in the swabs. So we're dealing with an absolutely evil genocide happening before our eyes. That's a quiet genocide that people are just, they'll acknowledge sometimes, but mostly most people will just sit on their hands. And now they're coming in with this white lung thing and saying that everyone needs to lock down again. Um, they're calling for lockdowns in China. They're calling for lockdowns in, in Europe. They're calling for lockdowns in some places in the United States. We are in a world of hurt if we allow anything like this to happen. But alas, here we are. Has anyone gone to jail yet for mass injecting the public and 
murdering millions and millions and millions and millions and millions of people and millions more to come. What about, you know, people like Bill Gates calling to, you know, depopulate the world by 60% and then being heavily involved in these injections and saying at his TED talk that vaccines would be a way to depopulate the world. What about Klaus Schwab being essentially indicted by the son of the co-founder of the World Economic Forum, who has come out and uh, acknowledged that Fauci is a war criminal, a, 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 basically a bio-warfare criminal, and that the injections are mass murder weapons to kill as many people as possible. What about Professor Shmuel Shapira, um, who was the head of vaccine rollout in, in, uh, in Israel, coming out and saying, that the injections are a weapon to mass murder people as well after he got injured by the Pfizer. What about all the cover-ups that have been exposed by the Pfizer documents where they knew that these injections would cause heart problems in children and hid it from the FDA and hid it from other government bodies so it could be approved uh, going forward? This is a coordinated event and an ongoing event to mass murder us. Where's the justice? And it's all part of the overall plan, the umbrella idea, the agenda for Agenda 2030, as well as the 15-minute cities and, you know, CBDCs and all that. I mean, the zero COVID policy in China was essentially what they're using as the litmus for the 15-minute uh, cities in the UK, which I was reporting on the ground at. And if you want to donate to our gogetfunding.com campaign for that film, check that out in the description. But again, this stuff is already out there. We already know all this stuff. We've gone over, huh, at this point, it feels like hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of studies over this issue. Now, Albert Burla did indeed get punished with a lawsuit over uh, falsifying claims about the injections. And Fauci has acknowledged on television, while, of course, Rand Paul is talking about, uh, you know, getting getting him uh, prosecuted. Uh, you know, we know that Fauci said on TV that um, the injections do cause heart attacks, especially in young people. But then they go out and tell more people that they need to get it. Trump's um, Surgeon General was just on TV the other day saying that we need to get newborn babies injected and, and get them the booster shots. I mean, this is pure evil and it's present evil and it's continuing to happen as they distract us with all these other things that all lead us to the same place anyway. World War Three, trans kids, uh, the destruction of, of the human spirit, uh, of course, the climate agenda. Um, CBDCs, the destruction of the economy that bring, bring us into 15-minute cities and um, a cashless society, destruction of the energy grid, destruction of, of course, the supply chain, all while trying to force feed us gruel in rations, which would be, you know, documented under a CBDC, which would, of course, include mRNA and all these other things to kill us. On top of this overlying eugenics experiment that is currently happening. Yeah, now we have white lung. Be very scared, everyone. The latest thing to mass murder us and enslave us. It's very, very frustrating. But that's where it, we come in. You know, as I've said before, all roads lead to Rome. Then we need to build that gravel path that goes off that main road. It, it, it might be bumpier, it might be inconvenient, it might be slower, but it's better to be on that path to recovery to um, you know, building and evolving as human beings and, and the, with the human spirit intact, then going into that Tower of Babel with all those roads leading to Rome 
And yeah, everything's more convenient, but tyranny comes under the guise of convenience. So again, this is enormously important to understand going forward. We need the solutions. We need to re reject the system. We can't be voting for new people or even like to a, a degree, you know, begging the government to stop doing things. Why don't we take back our freedom? And that starts with you as an individual withdrawing from the system in general. So I urge people again, you know, one thing I find really interesting is just a good way to wake people up about all this kind of stuff is checking out that link for uh, learntherisk.org, which allows you to honor Brandy Vaughn, who was a whistleblower from Merck, who spoke out against injections and was murdered in December 2020, just as the injections came out. Um, and now Tina, her friend, who you can see in the uh, photo on the right, is um, is involved and is trying to uh, and she's running the the uh, organization. She's trying to raise money to put up billboards and all that kind of stuff at the same time as um, they're doing this event, December 7th, Thursday, December 7th, um, to go out and, you know, hold banners and signs and make sure to send your um, photos into info at learntherisk.org and check that out on the website. So, <coughs> excuse me, um, very important going forward to help keep the memory alive and keep people aware and awake. As always, we have that link in the description for rncstore.com, Richardson Nutritional Center, your source for Laetrile Online, made famous by G. Edward Griffin's book. Hey, I'm going to go ahead and stop that at this point. But uh, it's got some information in there, and the guy's right. Everything leads to world tyranny, you know, killing people, and uh, we need to get off that road. That's all there is to it. Now, um, let me see if I can find, you know, that was, uh, you know, the military is really, you know, what he really didn't get into was that 973% increase in heart issues in pilots. You know, on its face, it, it sounds bad, but it really causes major issues for mission um uh shoot I'm trying to think of the term basically being ready to go to war when you look at our military now you know the um, we have shipping you know the the navy gets their uh, troops you know gets the marines from place to place basically on on uh on ships but they get them from ship to shore in many cases on most now mostly rotary aircraft but uh, when you've got a huge 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 boost in heart issues in your pilots you don't have any pilots to fly the missions mission readiness goes out the window <laughs> and uh, things come to a standstill our military has been all but destroyed you know, when you look at the um, the numbers of Marines, uh, soldiers in the Army, the National Guard, um, Army Reserve, the vast majority who are still in in service are you know ninety plus percent injected. And if you have a nine hundred and seventy three percent increase in heart issues in pilots. It's safe to assume you're going to have the same kind of thing when you're dealing with the ground pounders as well, the grunts, the troops. And just like we see in the sports arena, 
where you have the footballers, the soccer players, whatever you want to call them. I just saw a clip last week where a hockey player in the middle of a game on the ice just collapsed and died. That prior to COVID, that's never happened to my knowledge. And it's because these people are, you know, athletic. They're, um, you know, it, uh, exerting themselves in high levels causing high heart rates and that kind of thing. And guess what? Same thing's going to happen in the military. When you're storming a beach, when you're um, jumping out of a chopper uh, in, a, in a landing zone, whatever the case might be, you're in the same kind of a physical situation that these athletes are where they're keeling over. And imagine the glee of your enemy when half the guys that, are attacking you in a hot LZ, all of a sudden they, they jump out of the chopper, hit the ground, start running, and half of them keel over dead without ever having to fire a shot. That's potentially what we're looking at if we had to send troops into battle because they've all been jabbed. We are in extreme situations here. And now on top of that, we think, well, that's the military. I'm not in the military. <laughs> yeah, but you're relying on it in more ways than one. But now, we, you know, look at all the people that travel, especially during this time of year. And now we've got some major issues with civilian airline pilots. They're in trouble. This is a uh, Dr. Alexander Substack. Airline pilots are in trouble due to the mRNA technology vaccines with incapacitations, deaths, and it would take two commercial uh, passenger planes dropping, uh, or would it take two commercial passenger planes dropping from the skies, killing all on board for the FDA, the airline industry, unions, etc., to act to safeguard the cockpit? Probably not. They'll just blow it off and explain it away as some other thing. What will it take? How many must die? first before action is taken well when the fact is they're trying to kill people to start with they're you know they'll probably be happy every time a plane goes down recent american airlines flight aa755 underscores the urgency and this is dr Mackis uh, or Mackey's recent substack summarizes what we know this far but also uh, key reporting from a uh, guy named Stillwagon. Um, pilot incapacitation, American Airlines flight AA-755 is Boeing 787 going from Charles de Gaulle in Paris to Philadelphia uh, on November 29th, 2023. Pilot had a seizure and collapsed in the cockpit. American Airlines flight uh, from Paris to Philly, a uh, story by Dr. Kevin Stillwagon, first officer who was flying pilot uh an American Airlines 755 from Paris to Philly on November 29th had a seizure that stiffened his legs and back, jamming his feet under the rudder pedals and on short final approach. So in other words, his feet were jamming two critical control areas on final approaches are getting ready to land. And um, uh, let's see here. The captain immediately took over uh, flying duties and there was no loss of aircraft control, luckily. 
A relief pilot who was required to be on the flight deck during landing was also was able to remove the unconscious pilot from the seat. The relief pilot occupied the seat for normal landing and taxi to the gate. I wonder how long they've had relief pilots required to be on the flight deck during landing. I bet you it's only since COVID jabs. You know, I've never seen that in the past. You know, you have two people in there usually. You've got the pilot, the captain, and then you have the first officer. Generally, the captain is the one flying the plane, but every once in a while, you'll have a situation where for the first officer to get more experience, he'll be the one doing the flying, as in this case. And boom, he has a, <laughs> a cardiac event, freezes up, and uh, you know if he'd have been the only one on the flight deck, that could have been pretty messy. Uh, let's see here. This is the fourth pilot incapacitation in two weeks. Pilot incapacitations and deaths in August and November 2023. November 26, 2023, uh, Ryan Air Flight FR3472, and they give from London, uh, Luton, UK, to Rezal, Poland, November 26th. One of the pilots became incapacitated. Plane uh, diverted to Krakow and landed safely. November 20th, 2023, Air Transit Flight TS-186 from Toronto, Canada to Punta Cana, Dominican Republic. Pilot became incapacitated and was replaced by a pilot passenger. <laughs> oh, boy. You know, luckily they have guys that are, you know, able to fly free, so they just happen to be on the plane I wonder what would have happened if he hadn't been there. November 16th, 2023, Air India pilot death. 37-year-old Air India pilot, Captain Himanal Kumar, had cardiac arrest at Delhi's Indira Gandhi International Airport during training. October 30, 2023, Jet 2 flight, LS1711, from Manchester, UK, to Dalman, Turkey, First officer became incapacitated. Pilot diverted aircraft to Budapest and landed safely. October 18th, Australian Airlines pilot death. 43-year-old Christian Zimmer, uh, Zimmerburner, uh, Australian uh, airline pilot and member of the Dorfgastine uh, Mountain Rescue, died suddenly on August 18th due to serious illness. September 24, 2023, Australian pilot uh, flight OS-188 from Stuttgart to Vienna. Excuse me, Austrian pilot. Uh, and the first one, the, the other one was Austrian too. I said Australian, excuse me. Captain became incapacitated. First officer took control of the aircraft. September 23rd, Alaska Airlines pilot death. 37-year-old Captain Eric McRae died suddenly in his hotel room during layover was to fly that morning <laughs> september 22nd delta flight uh, dl 291 from paris to los angeles pilot became incapacitated was taken to cabin for care plane diverted to minneapolis pilot taken to hospital august 27 2023 air canada flight ac 348 from vancouver to ottawa 
One of the pilots felt ill and became incapacitated 50 minutes before landing in Ottawa. August 17th, Indigo flight from Nagpur to Pune, Pune, India. 40-year-old pilot, Manoj whatever it is, died after collapsing at the boarding gate about to board. That had been a few minutes later after they'd done their pre-checks and everything, got in the process of taking off, got in the air. What had happened then? August 6, 2023, Qatar Airline Flight QR579 going from Delhi to Doha. Qatar, 51-year-old pilot, collapsed as a passenger in flight and died. Whew. Plane diverted to Dubai. August 14th, LATAM flight LA505 from Miami to Santiago, Chile. Two hours into an eight-hour flight, 56-year-old Captain Even Andauer collapsed and died in the lavatory. Plane diverted to Panama City. And it goes on and on and on. There's probably another 30 or so um, of these incidents. Pilot deaths not on duty, military pilot incapacitations. Um, yeah, August 18, 2023, U.S. Army Aviation Center in Alabama. Student pilot won, uh, went into cardiac arrest behind the controls mid-flight. Instructor landed the plane. Pilot was dead for 18 minutes. <laughs> Good grief. Recent pilot deaths while well, they were not on duty. We had May 23... Uh, pilot death. Four Singapore Airlines pilots died suddenly. Four of them in May of 2023. May 9, 2023, United Airlines and U.S. Air Force pilot uh, Lieutenant Colonel Michael Fugit, age 46, died unexpectedly at his home. Uh, pilot death April 13, 2023, Phil Thomas, graduated Flight Training Pilot Academy in Cadiz, Spain, died suddenly. Pilot death March 17, 2023. 39-year-old WestJet pilot Benjamin Paul Vige died suddenly in Calgary. And, man, I'll tell you what. That's why I will not fly. <laughs> it's only a matter of time between all, you know, just be, it's just a matter of time before the uh, all the qualified pilots on a plane keel over in vapor lock. And that plane will go down and kill everybody on board. Of course, at that point, they'll cover it up and say it was some other thing, more than likely. Like, a you know, a goose got sucked into the engine or something. But whatever the case, you can bet these things are going to continue. All because of this pandemic, BS, you know, hoax, you know, a, an illness, seasonal detox. With a 99.7% survival rate, they scare the living crap out of everybody, get them and, or force them to take these uh, toxic uh, lethal injections called, allegedly called vaccines. And this is the fallout from it. Not to mention all the people that are keeling over. Uh, if you happen to listen to yesterday's, and they're going to continue today, Alex Jones had for about an hour or so just people calling in who'd had family members you know died as a result of these jabs and um, or the 
uh, COVID uh, kill protocols at the hospitals. Most of them were people that, the ones that I heard, people had uh, died from the jabs. But there were one or two where the parent, you know, most of it was parents of people calling in. And um, one was a twin sister. But uh, the parents, a couple of them, I think, at least one, the father had not taken the jab. But he got COVID, ended up being, you know, taken to the hospital because no one would do any uh, uh, early treatment on him so he reaches the point where he can't breathe the squad's called they take him to the hospital and uh, in violation of the family's wishes they put him on remdesivir the guy when he found that out told his mom it's time to start saying goodbye because they're killing him and i think it was 14 days later dad was dead uh, but it was like a solid hour of either people calling in telling what happened to their friend or family member. Uh, there were a couple of uh, uh, medical uh, professionals, uh, I think nurses, who had um, dealt with people that either had died or one was a triage nurse working for a bunch of uh, different doctors where people would call in and you know they would get their medical history and their problems. And a lot of them had, uh, were on Eliquis, which is a blood thinner, and... As soon as she heard somebody was on blood thinners, like she would immediately ask them what their vaccination status. And virtually every single one of them was on Eliquis because they'd had clotting situations from the jabs. Not as a result of a uh, deep vein thrombosis or pulmonary embolism or anything like that that you would normally be on those things for. And everyone almost to a T said that, you know, she would ask them if they would normally they try and dissolve those things with heparin or something like that instead of using natural things um but every single one of them said well they're i'm on this forever because they can't get rid of these things they're one of them said they're rubberized imagine that just like uh, what all the um uh, morticians and embalmers are explaining they're coming across these strange amorphic clots that uh it's not a standard blood clot they you know it's, it looks like blood clot at one end of it usually and then it looks like a basically a, a white rubber band is what it looks like it's it's more um solid than a blood clot and very very long in many cases they'll run the length of a leg or something like that and um you can you can pull on them and they will come out they won't break apart most of the time uh they're more solid and that's what morticians are finding inside the blood vessels of the vast majority of people they're embalming now because most of those people have been jabbed that's why they're dead <laughs> and it's just unbelievable what's being done to the you know not just the united states this is happening everywhere you know, luckily, there are, you know, South America is not too bad and Africa is not too bad because the people there didn't get into the vaccines that much. You know, there were certain countries that pushed it, but for the most part, Africa, because of malaria, you know, COVID wasn't a big issue there because most of the people are on um, hydroxychloroquine for malaria on a regular basis. So they didn't see many cases of it. 
and there were several uh, government officials in Africa, different countries, who saw the light and said, no, I'm not going to let my uh, people be used as guinea pigs. And in virtually every case, those people were killed, and new people who would bow to the World Health Organization were installed. Uh, And then you started to see a push for people to take the vaccines, but still most people didn't do it. They were smart enough to realize that the World Health Organization means death (laughs) to people in Africa. And that's pretty much true. It got to the point where either UN or WHO people showed up and the folks lived out in the bush were just literally run for the bush. They come in a village and people just disappear, scatter, because they knew what was going to happen. These guys would roll out their needles and people would start to get sick or die. So at least, you know, burn me once, shame on you, burn me twice, shame on me, kicked in pretty well in Africa. It's getting crazier and crazier. But uh, I don't think I put this one in the chat room yet. Here we go. And we'll put it on the Telegram channel as well. Because on Telegram, it stays there. I also uh, put those videos... um, that we viewed in the Telegram channel as well. Uh, there's over like two gigabytes worth of video. <laughs> it took a little while to upload, but they're there. Um, let's see, what was the other one? Oh, yeah, COVID-19 vaccination cripples senior marathon runner into wheelchair. Former CEO devastated with motor neuropathy after three shots agrees to empiric trial of McCullough protocol base spike detoxification. <laughs> oh my goodness. The World Health Organization, as a layperson lay expl- explanation of Guillain-Barre syndrome or GBS, which is appropriate for more people are affected with this condition after SARS-CoV-2 infection and ill-advised COVID-19 jabs. That makes this a little bit bigger. Symptoms uh, typically last a few weeks, with, and we're talking about Guillain-Barre syndrome, which is really nasty. Uh, typically last a few weeks with most individuals recovering without long-term severe neurological complications. The first symptoms of Guillain-Barre syndrome include weakness and tingling sensations, They usually start in the legs and can spread to the arms and the face. For some people, these symptoms can lead to paralysis of the arms, legs, and muscles in the face. In approximately one-third of people, the chest muscles are affected, making it hard to breathe. The ability to speak and swallow may become affected in severe cases of Guillain-Barre syndrome. These cases are considered life-threatening, and affected individuals should be treated in intensive care units. Most people recover fully from even the most severe cases of Guillain-Barre syndrome, although some continue to experience weakness. Even the best of settings, a small number of Guillain-Barre syndrome patients die from complications, which can include paralysis of the muscles that control breathing, blood infection, lung clots, or cardiac arrest. And it's caused by the jabs. We've got a guy our church has been praying for for months. He's a friend of one of our uh, members. Uh, Both are former pastors. And uh, this guy probably took the shot. He's in his uh, late 70s, early 80s, and has been pretty much in the hospital. Uh, Probably got millions of dollars of medical bills now. 
and um, probably all because he took the jab. But he's not been doing well. Mr. Rod Shear is a former or 77-year-old former CEO and super fit marathon runner in the UK. Lives about 15 minutes outside of central London. Uh, please listen to the description of what happened to him in 2021 after two AstraZeneca adenoviral COVID-19 shots and then a Pfizer mRNA booster. This syndrome or his syndrome is not classic for GBS because it is a dominant demyelinating motor neuropathy. This video is important because Rod is in a wheelchair and obviously devastated with his vaccine injury. He has never heard of McCullough protocol based spike detoxification. As you can, as you will see, he has agreed to try the protocol and check in with a courageous discourse at three, six, and nine and twelve months to report on his condition in the absence of large randomized trials we must re rely on clinical judgment and empirical evidence to understand safety and treatment effect let's hope for the best for mr shears and let's see here um hmm. maybe this is nope they talk about a recording but i don't see any links hmm Clinical rationale for SARS-CoV-2 based spike protein detoxification in post-COVID-19 vaccine injury syndromes. And basically, natokinases, which is one of the natural things that dissolves uh, clots, it'll be interesting to see whether it works for these because it, it works great for blood clots, but these are not blood clots. It also includes uh, bromelain and curcumin. So we're basically, you know... We got an MD who's actually using natural stuff, which is rather interesting. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Two of the longevity products also contain nanokinase, which we've been using for years and helping people with deep vein thrombosis and pulmonary embolus and things like that. Um, works great. And it's a natural enzyme that dissolves that stuff. And like I said, two of our products has it in it. And... Um, they work very very well um i still believe that someone who's uh, if they're taking the longevity products in the first place they'd be smart enough not to take the jabs but if they took the jabs and they started on longevity products protocol because it gives the body the stuff it needs to do its job i think it would take care of the problem you know that's the biggest problem right now is most people are so nutrient deficient their bodies can't do the work that they're designed to do which is take out the trash and in my uh, understanding of things and this is supposition on my part i don't have any empirical evidence to, to back up what i'm saying but it makes sense to me that if your body is able to do what it needs to do then anything that gets into your body that doesn't belong there will be expelled just because the body has the wisdom, it knows what doesn't belong there, and it throws it out. And um, I would say some ex reason to believe that's the case is Dr. Wallach, the founder of Longevity. For, he's in his mid-80s, and for whatever reason, I think it was primarily so he could continue to fly and do his uh, lectures around the country, he took the COVID jabs. 
you know, otherwise, I have no idea why he would do that, but, you know, who knows. But the fact that he hasn't had any um, negative effects that I'm aware of, I would say it's probably due to the fact that he takes more longevity products than anybody else on the planet. Um, to be his age and to still be running circles around people half his age um, and never have taken even an aspirin, I mean, the guy has been a nutrient junkie for most of his life. And it's gotten more profound in the last several years. Uh, but um, the fact that he's taken probably, I'm assuming, at least the original, probably plus a booster or two, and hasn't had any negative uh, effects from it that I'm aware of, I would say it's probably because his body is featuring or, uh, is uh, functioning at top level and is able to eliminate the garbage that doesn't belong there. The other thing that I'm basing this on is Dr. Peter Glidden's experience. Uh, he was one of the first naturopathic physicians to utilize uh, EDTA chelation, which is used as it's, a, it's an IV chelation program that uses EDTA to bond to heavy metals so that they can be eliminated from the body. And when he got involved with Dr. Wallach and Longevity, he started experimenting. When someone new would come to him, he'd do a test and find out if they had heavy metal toxicity. And before he'd do the chelation process on them, he'd put them on a 90-day protocol of uh, 90 essential nutrients appropriate for their, for their body weight. And in virtually every case, at the end of that 90 days, when he'd go back and test them again, they no longer had the heavy metal problems that they had when they first came to him which means the body when neutrified can take out the trash and if it does that for heavy metals i'm sure it's going to do it for all the other junk uh, in these covid jabs so my first and foremost thing is be neutrified to protect yourself against the jabs and anything else that comes along the other thing is, is we're made by God in his image. We're fearfully and wonderfully made. God don't make no junk. And he knew what we would be facing 50 years from now. And design our bodies so that it could handle it if we but take care of him. If we give the body what it needs to, to do its job, it can deal with anything that Bill Gates, Klaus Schwab, George Soros, Anthony Fauci, the U.S. military, whoever comes up with it, the body can deal with it if you give it what it needs. So that's my take home. And on top of that, the um, uh, terahertz frequency devices seem to uh, help the body in similar manners. So the body's able to take care of itself. And I'm saying that because of the results that many, many people uh, Kevin Street, uh, Stacy Marie, and several others who were damaged by, they call it the cupcake, <laughs> because if they say the vaccine on social media, they immediately get their posts taken down. But uh, they took the jabs for whatever reason and had massive, uh, massive uh, adverse events. And nothing was helping them until they found the, uh, it was basically the Itericare ones because the Oli Life products weren't available in the U.S. yet. Uh, but at least one of those people is now using the Oli Life products and loving them. 
so I would say, and they don't know anything about nutrition. <laughs> so they got great results getting rid of that stuff with the uh, terahertz frequency. So those two things are what my go-tos because we've seen people have great results. Hey, Sarge. Yeah, go ahead, Mark. Hey, good morning. How you doing? I'm doing good. Uh, hey, uh, did you see that clip of uh, Senator Durbin? Uh, talking about allowing illegals to join the military, and that if they were to get a honorable discharge, that they would then become U.S. citizens. I just now saw your po- your email. I've uh, I've slowly, you know, I get you sending me so many of these things. There's no way I can oh. check them all out. <laughs> yeah, it's, yeah. It's, but uh, yeah, I'm looking at this here now. Um, Dick Durbin, yeah. uh, where to go? Um, I just clicked the link. There's yeah, there's one in the ch- I I put a link in the in the chat too I think. Oh okay, I've got it here from Telegram. Um, let me see if I can. Pretty interesting. What troubles me about the debate now about the southern border is that it is one half of the immigration equation. Yes, we need order at the border. Yes, we need to have changes in the laws that reflect the reality of the overwhelming numbers from all over the world who are coming to our our shores and our border. But there's also an incredible demand for legal immigration into this country even now. The presiding officer, my colleague from the state of Illinois, has legislation which addresses one aspect of that. Her bill, and I hope I describe it accurately, says that if you're an undocumented person in this country and you can pass the physical and the required test, background test, the like, you can serve in our military, and if you do it honorably, we will make you citizens of the United States. Do we need that? Do you know what the recruiting numbers are at the Army and the Navy and the Air Force? They can't reach their quotas each month. They can't find enough people to join our military forces. And there are those who are undocumented who want the chance to serve and risk their lives for this country. Should we give them a chance? I think we should. Let me tell you about other typical Democrat. <laughs> yeah. Um, That's it, something that's but, been going on. You know, I'm not sure if they've been doing illegals that way, but there have been uh, people serving in our military who were foreign nationals for years. And Yeah, that's true. Yeah, yeah I'm just not sure what you know i guess this would make it legal even though it's already been done um i'm just trying to tie it all together because you know it's like okay so you're allowing millions of people across this border yeah and 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 of course you know with the shots and everything right it's like well okay nobody wants to wants to be part of that anymore nobody wants to you know risk their lives joining the military and having to get a a jab or something Mm -hmm. and or or they they let them all out right so, yeah. and you know, so you know the other, you know, the the few people that are qualified, because you know one of the big problems is a lot of these people have already taken the jab, so they can't pass because they've got heart issues and whatnot. And then you've got the the group that is so screwed up by the public school system that um, they're a the only thing that works on them is their thumbs from the joystick use all the years. The rest of their bodies are flat out, you know, worthless. And I saw this years ago. Uh, my last, one of the last things I did when I was on the police department in the mid-90s 
was I was in charge of uh, physical fitness testing for new people that wanted to join the department. And I was 38 years old at the time, and I was in better shape than 99% of all the kids that were coming in and 21, 22 years old. I could run farther, faster, do more sit-ups, push-ups, pull-ups than any of those butterballs that came in because they had no no physical fitness whatsoever. They sat on their butts right. playing video games, even back in the 90s. Imagine what it is now. Uh, we didn't have the Internet back then. We didn't have any of that stuff. And uh, it's, a, it's amazing how... You know, that's one of the big problems. Plus, at this point, you know, anybody that's got the sense does not want to be in the military because they know what the woke mentality is. They don't want to be in there with somebody who doesn't even know which bathroom to use. Exactly. You know? that's, uh, that's, that is uh, a big part of it. They're getting to the yeah, point now where they're offering jobs back to the guys that got kicked out for not taking the jabs. And most of those people are saying, <laughs> I don't think so. I learned my lesson. Yeah. I ain't coming back. <laughs> you know, then you got people who who don't want to die for uh, for basically nothing. You yeah, know? they're like, well, I don't want to die in a globalist war. Yeah, they don't want to go to Ukraine and Russia. They don't want to go to the Middle East. You know, I joke that you know the Israel's new battle song is "Onward, Christian Soldiers." You know, uh, <laughs> yeah. you know, there's we shouldn't be doing that stuff. The only thing we should yeah. send anywhere is negotiators. And no money, ties. no bat, no equipment, no nothing. But yeah. as long as you get somebody like, you know, O'Biden in there, who's, you know, we've got people that are sick and dying in the U.S. that can't, you know, many are you know homeless, many are veterans. They can't get any kind of help at all, but we're giving it all free to people that steal it or come across our southern border and we're sending billions and billions of dollars to these foreign countries who don't deserve it. And we're not even taking care of our people at home. You know? Yeah. And you look at the, look at the, uh, look at Europe and how the uh, demographics are changing over there. Yeah. I mean, I'm 66 years old. The only medical coverage I have right now is Medicare part a, because everybody gets it. I was turned down for part B and I cannot get an explanation as to why, I have no medical coverage other than being hospitalized. And yet some criminal come across the southern border committing a felony just by getting here can get everything handed to them. And, oh, here's a free cell phone, too. <laughs> Rent, you know, yeah. shooting match, free medical care. So, you know, if I have to go to any ER, it's no habla. <laughs> So is it is it is his stance on this? I mean, I, I know this has been going on for a little while, but is his stance on this uh, part of this uh, changing the demographic of the United States and you know basically uh, changing it to more brown or or you know some other nationality? They're just trying to replace the population. I forget what right. the official yeah. term is, but you know they're they're trying to a kill off everybody who's you know retired because they don't want to pay benefits because they're giving so much away to illegals they can't afford to pay the people that have earned it <laughs> you know that kind of stuff going on and they want people you know that will vote for them you know they're they're basically that's the whole reason we want people that are going to you know vote for us 
and the people that are here are too smart to do that so we're going to kill them off and we're going to bring in all the people and give them free stuff so they'll keep voting for us so they'll get more free stuff and i mean they've been doing that if you ever read um bastiat's the law that was the big thing as soon as people can vote themselves money out of the public largesse they've got them for life you know <laughs> it's it's crazy yeah yeah, the, th- the thing I don't like, too, is all the general statements that they make, too, you know, where they're trying to scare people, you mm-hmm. know. Yeah. Uh, you know, uh, even when it comes to economics, you know, or, or you know, they're trying to scare retirees. Well, you may not have enough in retirement, you know, and all this and that. Yeah. And and, and you're going, well, I mean, you know, I've got a defined benefit. I should have enough. Yeah. So, well, I'm going to be a greeter at Walmart, you know. Yeah. Or I'll be, uh, you want uh, want to upside or want to make that a biggie uh, order and get extra fries there at McDonald's. And, you know, I'm yeah. amazed. I haven't been in a McDonald's in months since <laughs> since I started to keep uh, the carnivore stuff. I haven't been to a fast food place at all. But what I did remember is a lot of senior citizens working behind the counter. And they're the only ones that have any clue what's going on. You know, I, yeah, and my, my, my question on that, though, is, okay, so... These seniors, you know, did they have like 401ks? You know, did were they subjected to the ups and downs of the market? You know, did that cause them to, you know, suddenly not have as much or something like that? Yeah, one of the big things is, you know, when it's always the case, when you retire, it's seldom that uh, because inflation continues, the value of the dollar continues to drop. And you're pretty much on a fixed income when you retire. And uh-huh. if that's all you got, it's just a matter of time before you've got more month left at the end of the money. Yeah, but, but a lot of these people, they have, you know, I mean, from, from what I've heard. Okay, now, again, this goes back to trying to scare people. But, you know, uh, a lot of them are on Social Security, you know, and they don't have that, um, that yeah. uh, pension. No. Yeah, a lot of them. That's all they got. If they didn't, if they worked a job that didn't have anything uh, in as far as retirement, and it was just Social Security, those people are in a world of hurt. And that's another thing that really torques me off because these people that come across the border illegally are making two, three, four times as much in free government handouts as the people that lived here and contributed to society for forty, fifty, sixty years, and it just makes me sick to my stomach every time i think of what's what's happening to americans so that we can bring in criminals just because they'll replace the voting block and keep these sobs and the politicians in office yeah it just makes me sick yeah the the thing that's that kind of uh, scares me a bit is is where they go you know you know they talk about all that you know, not having enough and all this in retirement. Um, but I think it's it's just like, it's no different than, uh, you know, people who are unhealthy or live unhealthy lifestyles. And they, and, and they try to, you know, just make that a, an umbrella stretching across the entire nation. When mm-hmm. actually all it is, is, you know, there's certain people that just, you know, uh, don't have the ability to keep up because of, uh, lack of a pension or whatever it may be, right? Mm-hmm. And then you've got those people who have pensions and Social Security, and they're able to 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 do it. You know, they're able to be okay. 
Yeah, you know, the people that didn't do any real planning are in a world of hurt. Um, I know if it wasn't for my longevity business and the other things I do, if I was just on my pension, it would be bad. <laughs> um, yeah. You know, yeah. And, but that's, you know, and, and the thing is, too, is that, you know, let's say that, okay, you know how much your pension is going to be and you have a pretty good idea of what your Social Security is going to be based on what the Social Security Administration has been sending you. Right. I don't get anything okay, so, from Social Security. <laughs> yeah. So, so you figure, okay, I'm supposed to get these benefits. Okay. So you, you try to plan it out thinking, okay, well, this is going to be our, you know, our monthly retirement income, you know. Well, you know, I mean, what's to stop them from saying, oh, and by the way, we just cut Social Security benefits by half, you know, or whatever. <laughs> yeah. Why? Because we yeah. got to pay for all these illegals coming in. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So you can't, you know, you can't really. I mean, with the, with the way that they do things, you can't plan. You know. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because you get they're constantly changing the game. It's you it's know? insane. It, it really is. is, and the criminal nature of the government is just unbelievable. And I had oh, something yeah. I can't figure out where it went. But it was one where basically, um, I think it was a Substack article where it was talking about most Americans will be on pharmaceuticals for ha- at least 50% of their life. And cool. I think that's where I did things wrong because I'm not on any. <laughs> so, wow. you know, it's, it's, it's amazing where yeah, we're so, at so they So they take these people who, you know, who are actually hurting or, you know, for various reasons and then they, they, all they do is they basically go, well, and that applies to everyone. You know, the entire nation is going to have this. And it's like, not, not necessarily everybody. Yeah, you know? here it is. John Rappaport, Substack. Um, Americans will spend half their lives taking prescription drugs. Um, what are you on? <laughs> QZ for cent- cranial abnormality. How about you? RNS. Wow, you're ahead of me. <laughs> Don't worry. I'm sure you'll catch up soon. <laughs> uh, but, uh, an American born in 2019 will spend a larger share of their lifetime taking prescription drugs than being married or receiving an education, according to new research by Jessica Ho, Associate Professor of Sociology and Dem- uh, Demography at Penn State. She found that American males will spend approximately 48% of their lives taking prescription drugs. The number jumped to 60% for females. She found that the majority of American men are taking prescription drugs by age 40, while most American women are taking prescriptions by the age of 15. On average, a newborn boy in 2019 could expect to take prescription drugs for approximately 37 years. I don't think they're going to live that long, personally. Or 48% of his life. A newborn girl in 2019 could expect to take them for approximately 47.5 years or 60% of her life. See, uh, We see that women are starting taking prescription drugs earlier than men do. Yeah, most of it's for female issues or birth control, I would bet. And some of that is related yeah, to birth control and hormonal contraceptives. Ho said, but uh, is also related to greater use of uh, psychotherapeutic drugs and painkillers among women. 
If we consider the difference between men and women, including contraceptives, would only account for about a third of the difference. The remaining two-thirds is primarily driven by the use of other hormone-related drugs, painkillers, and psychotherapeutic drugs used to treat conditions such as depression, anxiety, and ADHD, all nutrient deficiencies. I think those figures are lowball, but even so, we're looking at crazy and predatory. Exactly. It's yeah, all- and then and then so you look at, at you know articles like that. Yeah, you know, and it's the same thing. All they're doing is is saying, well, you know, there's a certain uh, section of the population that doesn't take care of themselves, but we're going to we're going to go ahead and just say that it's everybody. Yeah, you know, and it's it's all. It's a part of the process where people are, you know, programmed from birth to believe that the medical deity, the MD, is the be-all and end-all. And you have to go to them for everything from hangnails to hiccups. And uh, when you've got a situation where, you know, you start this the day they're born, you know, before, before a parent, you know, when a parent has a baby in a hospital, before they leave that hospital, they've got their first and see my air quotes well baby checkup scheduled this is when you're going to you know you've already got your vitamin k and your b uh, your hepatitis b shot before you know in the first 12 hours <laughs> that you're alive and then your parents are stupid enough to book a, an appointment where uh you're re- you know, hopefully relatively healthy but you're going to start getting jabbed with everything under the sun and what they're not mentioning here is a lot of this stuff that these people are going to be hooked on is drugs that they're taking to deal with the adverse events of all the childhood vaccines they're getting. I think that's a big part of it. And, oh, yeah. you know, they've got you from cradle to grave. And, you know, you can tell that. Look at the number of hospice centers that are owned by MDs, the number of nursing homes that are owned by MDs, you know, extended care facilities, you name it, you know, from the time you're born to the time you die, you're in the medical deities, uh, address book. <laughs> They've yeah, got you. you. They're um, using you as an ATM for your entire life. You mentioned, um, that, that gal, I know you had her on as a guest. Um, and I thought you said you wanted to try to get her back on Oh, where she was talking about the gal with the nursing homes and all that. Yeah. How, uh, how doctors were, basically um you know taking all their money (laughs) Mm -hmm. yeah i've actually got the uh recording of that show on my desktop um one of these days i'm just going to play it again because i don't even know if i can get a hold of her um i gotta check and see if i've still got her contact information Um, that show was awesome yeah i'll tell you what it's uh trying to find i had the thing it's, it's on my desktop somewhere <laughs> but it's just hard to you know it, when i when i heard that i was just going what you know it just blew me away because you can't believe it you know you can't believe that that they would stoop that low you know yeah but, oh i'll tell you what and i'm sure by now if i could find her it would be worth it because uh, i'm sure it's even worse now than it was then but the way they is. set people up so that they can basically take over all your finances your entire estate milk you want milk your insurance while you're alive and once that's all sapped out then they kill you and then you know they've got everything that your family should get but you know don't get you know it's it's, it's so it's, amazing yeah it's oh man yeah the, the greed that is associated with the medical profession at this stage 
It's unbelievable. Mm-hmm. It's, you know? it's disgusting. It's and, just and the lengths that lengths that people will go to, you know, to uh, to make that uh, big money. You know, like again, I mentioned that guy who defrauded all those cancer cancer patients. I mean, mm-hmm. that's just crazy. You know. Yeah. That, I always go back to these examples because, to me, they should they should never be forgotten. You know, mm-hmm. uh, it, it should always be right out there in the forefront because, you know, I mean, it, it, you know, it, if one guy's doing it, there's got to be I don't know how many more, but you know, quite a few of them I'm, I'm sure are doing the same thing. Yep. Yeah, got news from up on New Zealand. Barry Young, the the whistleblower down there, has been released. Apparently, nobody is accusing him of not being who he says he is. <laughs> the government of New Zealand, for lack of more acute, uh, accurate term, has accused Young of illegally obtaining government data and using it for nefarious purposes. And the thing is, he was in charge of the process and just told the told the people what they had paid for. <laughs> And of course, because it shows how criminal the government is, we can't have that. We got to fix this problem, so we arrest him, and uh, he'll probably die in prison. But uh, yeah, shows shows you just how far it's gone, you know. And, mm-hmm. and it's on it's on so many levels, and that's that's really the the thing that just you know it's. It's and, so hard to fathom that. It's on so many different levels. Yeah, and everybody talks about the the cartels and the mafia and organized crime. Those kids are just, you know, they're kindergartners compared to governments. All, you know, the biggest uh, killing sprees every single place has been done by governments. The amount of... Um, extortion and payment for protection the irs has got that locked up nobody can even touch them (laughs) you know you have to pay us or we're gonna lock you up you know we'll make sure that you're destroyed and nobody does it better than the individuals representing satan um (laughs) you know that's uh, warren buffett came out and said uh that uh, there should have been a um, basically a, a uh, policy that says that if uh, if you are uh, serving in the Congress or whatever, and the uh, the debt becomes greater than three percent of GDP, uh, then you uh, should be uh, basically at that point. You know, um, we need a turnover of Congress. So yeah. In other words, you're not doing your job. Mm-hmm. You should just. Warren Buffett's <laughs> an interesting bird. You know, he says enough stuff to make him sound like he's common sense to some people, but the things he's involved in business-wise are absolutely, you know, I'm sure he's a major stockholder in Moderna and Pfizer and all these other things. And, uh, you know, it's just talk about playing both sides. I just thought it was interesting that that, you know, that came out, you know. Yeah. Yeah, and it's kind of like he's, you know, he's like, well, you know, I'm righteous. (laughs) <laughs> you know? mm-hmm. like well not necessarily yeah um, yeah the but, things he yeah, says yeah, in yeah. public make they really sound good but the things he does behind the scenes are just flat out evil uh, well what's interesting too is that heavy, a heavyweight like that you know just just saying something like that mm-hmm. you know i mean what does that tell you you know yeah. i mean we've got some serious serious problems yep and he yeah. owns most of the people in congress anyway <laughs> <laughs> you know 
I, I think with LSB is, you know, number one, you can only have two terms. <laughs> and if you screw up during those terms, the gallows. <laughs> yeah, something, you know. It, it, and, you know, it goes back to what Jefferson said. Hold them to a higher standard. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, you're supposed to have the right to, you know, to uh, abolish that government if they're not mm-hmm. you know, doing their job. But, you yep. know... You've mentioned it many times, I and mean, you know, it's so difficult to do now because, you know, I mean, well, the first thing world. the first Congress did was make it illegal to challenge the government. <laughs> yeah. You know, when when you've got your founding documents that you have every right to abolish the government if it's uh, screwing up, the first thing they did is pass the Sedition Act. That if you even talk about, oh, the government's bad, you know, they they locked people up back in the 1700s. Um, there was one guy, I can't remember his name, but he was actually a sitting congressman who said something you know, bad about the government, just told the truth. And um, I can't remember, it was John Jay, it was one of the uh, chief justices of the Supreme Court that actually, uh, in his instructions, or, or no, it was, it, was, it was a lower level court, I can't remember for sure the whole thing, but basically he said it didn't make any difference whether what the guy said was true or not. The fact that he criticized the government was the crime. And a sitting congressman, I think it was from Kentucky, was locked up because he criticized the government on the House floor. And the people in his district reelected him in while he was sitting in prison because <laughs> they liked what he was doing <laughs> you know that's the i mean people think that there's there's a difference between the government now and the government when we first when the country first became a country it's been the same it's just as criminal then as it is now the difference is the guys have gotten better at it you know they've yeah, really gotten a hold on things and they're just yeah, more corrupt but they were corrupt in the beginning too, and the things that they did back then just mind blowing. You know, the necessary and proper, the mm-hmm. supremacy clause. You know, and everybody and, just know. loves old honest Abe Lincoln. He was probably the worst president in the history of this country. You know, just yeah. destroyed things and uh, invaded Michigan or New York four times <laughs> with military. So, they, um, so especially these days, it seems like they're just faking it till they make it. You know? Yeah. Mm-hmm. and the, you know they've got the big thing now is back then you had some semblance of a um media i mean the newspapers back then for the most part were trying to tell the truth but even that back then you know uh, lincoln was locking up editors of newspapers that were talking bad about him um just put him in jail no trial no nothing just locked him up and uh that kind of stuff has just gotten worse now because they they literally every tv station has a cia handler and nothing gets put on the air that they don't approve so that's why and it was casey back in uh, cia director casey back in 1982 that said well no our uh, disinformation campaign is effective when everything the american people believe is untrue and that's where we're at everybody believes crap i was talking last night there's a guy at church last night 80 some years old saying i was just watching something on tv all these crazy people that think we didn't go to the moon and i told him I said, we didn't 
<laughs> and I said, uh, I said, you ever hear of the Van Allen radiation belts and a whole bunch of other stuff? And I, he was shaking his head. He couldn't believe it. <laughs> he walked out. <laughs> I said, Bob, you stick around me and you're going to find out virtually everything you were ever taught was a lie. <laughs> oh, man. Reality it everybody. freaks him out. <laughs> he brings things up and I said, yep, that's true. It's, it, it didn't happen or, you know. Uh, it just blows it. I just pop his bubble every time we talk. <laughs> but. Yeah, and then of course you know that guy from New Zealand. You know, it's mm-hmm. the same thing. You know, they're yeah. basically saying, "Oh, well, you told the truth." So you yeah, know, you you gave to, the information to, to the people that rightfully own it, <laughs> and but it makes us look bad, so we're going to lock you up. You know, misinformation, right, yeah. and, aka and, the and, truth. And, and the weird thing about this is, is you know, ever since this COVID thing kicked off, you know. Uh, it's kind of been, you know, just like that, mm-hmm. you know, yeah. uh, and, and, and it's, it, it, you know, we see examples of it, you know, all the time. I mean, you know, it's, it's just, uh, it's unbelievable. Yeah. Yeah. The, is now people ask me why I want to get on a boat and sail the high seas. <laughs> I'm uh, sick of this place. <laughs> hopefully that would be a, a safe venture you know, well the way i look at it until they can tra- teleport me until i can say beam me up <laughs> i'm gonna get out of here so i'm sick of this place might have to worry about those uh pirates of the caribbean <laughs> hey you know i'd rather take my chances at least i know for sure what i'm dealing with yeah these days man it's like it's like there's no there's no place is safe you know yeah i can just see it if i if i leave the country and come back in you know i'm in a entry port and we need to see your vaccination history no problem there is none (laughs) Uh, yeah you won't let me back in in. (laughs) okay i guess i'll leave (laughs) wow you know it makes me wonder uh with all those pilot uh pilot the issues uh mm-hmm. wonder what dw would think about that you know yeah um he's been out of it for quite a while thank goodness and never had to deal with that stuff but uh, i can i can tell you right now there is no way he would ever go back into commercial airline piloting again oh yeah you know um just like i would never go back into law enforcement um i learned my lesson and i've i've had you know people come up to me you know, what do you think about me uh, signing up for the police department? And I said, first thing you need to do is memorize the Bible and the Constitution. And then if you are still that silly, just shoot yourself. <laughs> you, know? Oh, wow. you know, it is, there's no sense. I said, you know, things are so far gone that, you know, whether, you know, even though we do need people with a Christian background and that kind of stuff in law enforcement, I can't recommend it. Period. You know, it's 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 so far gone that it's you know there's it's not going to work. You know. Well, like there's there's probably areas that that the cops don't even go into. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know? Oh yeah. I mean, it, <laughs> yeah. It, and there's like, more well, and more. How can you how can you enforce the law when you won't even you know you won't even address the actual problem? Go to Michigan or um, uh, Wisconsin. Uh, many, uh, yeah, Minnesota. I'll tell Denver. you what, the places that the the Muslims have taken over, I mean, that's that's no man's land. They actually run their areas with Sharia law. They have their own police. 
but the the city police they won't go in there so you, you i saw an article on uh, i think it was the uns review where they were talking about you know like you know all these areas that are you know super dangerous and are run by you know whatever nationality right mm-hmm. and and they were saying that you know they do this because they want to control it you know they want control of the area you know they want they want to put the people in office that they want mm-hmm. you know they want to control the area and they want to make it look you know super dangerous to keep anybody who wants to change it out yeah it's actually safe yeah. for the people you know a lot of it is um oh shoot um somalis they come in and they take over things if you're somalian and you're there illegally you're fine it's the it's the folks the real americans that got problems you go into that area they're going to attack you they're going to make you mug you rape you do whatever they want um it's just a little piece of somalia in the middle of the united states is what it boils down to or whatever country um those yeah. people know how to function in that area they mm-hmm. you know they just run below the radar but if you go in there as a white person uh or as a you know native american <laughs> look out bubba yeah you're, you're so there's like sections of this country that you know that um that uh are like that and and it's like you know it's it just i mean with all the the fact that it's so dangerous that you know you can't you know, I, I mean, if you don't know and you just have to go into an area, <laughs> yeah. yeah. And uh, who do we have to thank for it? Liberal politicians. And they do it on purpose to sow more division within the country. They right. keep us fighting amongst ourselves so we don't see what they're doing to us. It's the same play over and over and over again. And we yeah. keep falling and who would it. Who would want to Who would want to run a place like that or even live in a place like that? You know? Yep. It's just... You know, my thing is to deal with D.C. and the rest of the areas will take care of themselves. You know, mm-hmm. my 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 definition of a good start is when there's a politician hanging from every light pole in D.C. and the Bureau of Public Works is saying, we need more light poles, you know. Well, wasn't there a guy, um, FBI guy, who got carjacked or whatever recently in D.C.? Mm-hmm. I, think, I think there's a story on that. I don't know. I didn't yeah, hear about some, that. Some, some FBI dude who... You know, that car in D.C., you know, so of course he made a big, you know, big story on it, but. Went in the wrong yeah. part of town. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you know, it's. Pretty bad when an armed federal, federal agent uh, gets and gets messed up like that. But, yeah, but it's uh, like you said, you know, it, it's, it's almost like they're trying to turn the country inside out. You know? mm-hmm. They're I mean, in the process, you know. I'm sure they have weekly meetings, you know, if not daily. Yep, we got to screw this area up a little bit more. And they got Bowser yeah. in Washington who's really screwing the pooch. And uh, they it finally got wonder. rid of uh, uh, Beetlejuice's daughter in uh, Chicago. Um, yeah. Well, I don't know about you, but, you know, like, like in our area, you know, we're starting to see, you know, more and more, you know, different nationalities, people that we've never seen before, you mm-hmm. know, behavior that we've never seen before, you know. Yeah. And it, it's starting to happen now. And, you know, you figure, I don't know, give it 10 years and we'll probably have some of the same issues, you know, that some of these other areas uh, yeah. went through. And these, you know, all, 
these so-called refugees that have been brought in from the Middle East and Africa and stuff, they act like um, this is our country now. You know, we're doing you a favor by being here and and letting you still exist in our areas. Um, We've got a big bunch of uh, folks like that here in, in the Columbus area, and the women are the worst. They've got their, uh, you know, tents that they wear, and they've got them so tight on their head they can stick their cell phone in, and it will hold it right against their ear. And everywhere they go, they're yakking on that phone constantly, 24-7, speaking some gibberish language. And you see them in, you know, like Sam's Club and places like that. They're always just loading carts up with stuff. Who knows where they get the money to pay for all this stuff? They're all driving pretty nice, nice new cars, and they act like they own the place and basically will run over you, won't give you the time of day. Um, a buddy of mine who works for FedEx, they've got he deals with trucks a lot, and he said these suckers, uh, especially from Somalia, that are driving eighteen wheelers that are just clueless. They they'll just run over you. <laughs> constantly having wrecks um just unbelievable stuff and And, you know you look back at those clips from like the 20s you know everybody you know wearing suits and you know all the women had nice dresses on yeah what gets me is the fact that they talk about we got to have well like that idiot on that recording um uh you know legal uh there's a there's a big demand for legal immigration as far as i'm concerned unless you can prove that a you're going to assimilate that you are bringing something that this country needs you ain't coming period yeah legally or uh, illegally and if I you're illegal a conversation um you guys had with mike that one time he was talking about how you know it's, it's virtually impossible to try to integrate those people into the south yeah you well know? you can't immigrate legally because it's so screwed up you know, the only way to get here really is, you know, if you try and do it legally, you'd be waiting for years and years and years. You'll be, mm-hmm. uh, by the time you get here, you'll need to sign up for Social Security. Um, but you got all the illegals that are coming in just destroying everything. And I'm sorry, you know, we have to have functional borders. We have to protect our sovereignty or this isn't a country. And it's yeah, not Yeah, they're trying anymore. to force you force you to live with an other nationalities that just it just doesn't mesh Mm-mm. you know nope especially yeah, when when they don't even have close to the same type of value system you do um yeah i remember mike talking about that and he was absolutely right mm-hmm. you know it, it's, it's like how do you expect people who have you know uh, grown up in a certain culture you know have certain values to accept these other people you know or to even try to live with them you know, because they're, they don't have the same values. They don't, you know. Yeah. It, Look what happened it, in France. I mean, every time somebody gets their nose out of joint over there, somebody says something that, uh, opposing, uh, the prophet Muhammad and there's a firestorm. I mean, city blocks are destroyed. These people just go absolutely berserk and tear everything apart. Yeah. So you know, the they French military in, should go in there and the just, language. you know, kill them all yeah. let god sort them out yeah they come in they don't speak the language yeah you know they they just destroy know, they everything they won't you know, and then they assimilate. they try to congregate in their own groups and mm-hmm. basically say well okay well you know we own this place now yeah the whole thing is to go in and reproduce like rabbits 
and basically get to the point where you've got enough people that you can vote your stuff in and i mean the found we had people anti-federalists before this you know the founding of this country were warning of that i can't remember the guy's name i think it was from south carolina but he said if we you know because they at the when the when the deck when the constitution was written virtually every uh state had their own uh religious test you had to swear allegiance to the god of the bible some way shape or form and the um uh, synagogue of philadelphia sent a letter through ben franklin to the the convention requesting that there not be any religious test in their in the constitution because they wouldn't be a part be able to be a part of government then and instead of said so look sucks to be you <laughs> they did it and there was a guy in i think south carolina warren says if we do this then there will come a time when the government will be run by atheists, um, infidels, uh, and basically they said Jews and Muslims. <laughs> and look where we're at now. His, well, his, yeah. pro- his prediction has come true, and look what it's doing to this country. You know, they yeah, talk about freedom of religion, it, uh... and they think anything that comes in. You know, look at the Mayflower Compact. It was, they, they came here for the advancement of the Christian faith. And what the the First Amendment should protect is the religious freedom of Christians, as far as I'm concerned. Anybody non-Christian shouldn't be here. You definitely shouldn't be a part of government. Did you see that? I don't know if you saw this. I think I sent it to you, but I don't know if you ever saw it. But, um, you know, somebody on Telegram had posted a, uh, a factoid about all these uh, Jewish individuals that were you know, involved in either government or big pharma, right, or you know, mm-hmm. all that. And, and I yep. think, actually, I, th- I think most of it was big pharma. Yeah. And they were talking about how, oh, you know, and banking. Uh, Don't forget how, banking. Yeah, and banking and all of it. And, they, they, you know, they actually had names, you know, and everything. And uh, somebody took offense to that, and I think they got uh, booted off of uh, whatever channel they were on. Oh, yeah. You get yeah. one person... Who was offended by the truth, and they start screaming, and all the weak, uh, limp-wristed weirdos running things will, you know, oh, you can't have that. You're out of here. Hey, whatever happened to the First Amendment protection of freedom of speech? You know, that's what I'm talking about. And the thing is, you go to any other, go to go to um, go to Israel, and try and stand on a street corner and preach. They'll lock you up in a heartbeat. They'll kick you out of the country if you're lucky, and you'll never be allowed back. You go to any yeah. Muslim country and try to talk about Christianity, they'll kill you. But we well, let those people was, come uh, into our country and just screw everything up. I remember when I was in the service, you know, and, and, and they were talking about how, you know, there were big opportunities, you know, you could take your skills and uh, go over to Saudi Arabia and all this stuff and make all kinds of money, not pay any taxes. Well, you know, the thing is, then they would start telling you about their laws and stuff. You know? mm-hmm. And you're going, oh, so you steal a loaf of bread to cut your hand off. <laughs> <You know? laughs> I got no that problem with that. You know, they don't have a lot of theft there. But those same, yeah. same people will come over here and steal everything because they know they can get away with it. Exactly. You know, yeah. as far as yeah. I'm concerned, you know, you, you're in that part of the world. You got your system set up. You stay there. You yeah. don't bring that crap to this country and follow everything up. Right, it's just like, well, of course, you know, they, they're not going to allow you to do it. Yeah, 
you know, uh, we can't go there and do our what we want. Them. Why should we let them yeah. come here and do what they want? Yeah, I mean, you know, like like the the whole thing with the border in Mexico too. You know, it's like, you know, you're letting all these people in, and of course, once again, you know, they're starting to form their own groups and everything. Well, if we did that, okay. Yeah, you try and sneak across Mexico the border like into that. Mexico and see what happens. Yeah, exactly. you'll end up in one of those rat infested prisons for the rot there for the rest of your life. Yeah. You know, you know, look at the Marine that, that made, you know, accidentally drove across the border and just was trying to turn around. They locked him up and freaking Obama let him sit there and rot forever. It took forever to get him out. Yeah. So, you know, it, it, it's like, it's like, okay, so, you know, why aren't we, you know, standing up for our culture? You know, why aren't we saying, Hey, look, you know, you're going to come here. You're going to do it our way. Yeah. You know, it's just, I, I don't know. It, it, the whole thing is just so out of whack, you know? Um, no, you know, they won't enforce any laws, you know, they won't stand up for their, for their own culture, uh, which we don't have much of anymore, yep. but uh, they won't stand up for their own culture, you know, and, and it's just, it's getting to the point where, you know, it, it's like, uh, to be a U.S. citizen or, or to live in the United States, you know, to have been, you know, born here, raised here, you know, and all, everything else. Yeah, we're it, subclass it citizens. To, it doesn't seem to, to matter anymore. Mm -mm. You know? No. I mean, the fact that you were born here is negative as far as they're concerned. Yeah. You just look look how things work out. I mean, the people that come in here illegally, no taxes. They get everything handed to them free. You know, free education, free medical care. You know, come in here and drop your babies. They're instant citizens. That's all a crock. But that's all done so that they can destroy the, you know, the hom homogeneous uh, society follow everything up and that gives them more power and it keeps us fighting amongst them ourselves yeah yeah it's i mean it, it's it's uh it's insidious i mean it's it's it, it's you know when you see this every day you just i mean you know it, you you feel, you feel like you're never going the country's never going to recover from it. yep you know and that, that's that's what it feels like it's it's just it's the saddest the saddest thing you know yep you know, granted, there are people in other countries that really would love to come here and be productive Americans to assimilate into the society. But the thing is, is they're brought up in a criminal nature, so they think that stealing their way into the country is okay. Oh, well, I got to get there no matter what. If I do it the legal way, it'll take forever. But I can just walk across the border because Biden said, come and get everything free and now you got these idiots in government well all you got to do is sign up for the military and if you live <laughs> you know yeah you know the you know and i'm sorry you know if a criminal act starts everything and anything that happens after that is criminal as well yeah it's like they're saying to him would you die to be a to, you know to be a, a a citizen of the united states you know well, you know what? What we ought to do is say, okay, if you want that, then we're gonna we're gonna set up machine gun nests on the southern border, and if you manage to make it across the border alive, without getting killed by our military, then we'll talk, because you might be good enough tactically to be in the military. But I think we should bring all. You know, look at the different countries of the world and see how many bases, military bases, they have outside of their own country. Right. Know, we've got hundreds. 
you know, Russia and UK, I think, are the next two, and they have maybe 10 or 12 each, something like that. Yeah. Why is it that we have these bases everywhere? What makes us so special? Why is the United States deemed to be the policeman of the world? You know, one of the few things Washington got right was, you know, avoid foreign entanglements, you know? Yeah, kind of goes back to those three city states, right? Mm-hmm. London, Washington, and uh, the hell is the third one? Um, but, uh, you know, uh, those three city states, you know, uh, they had set it up. London would be banking. Uh, the Vatican <laughs> would be, like you know, the religious sector. And uh, oh, yeah. Washington, D.C. would then be the, uh, the, the military sector. That's scary. You know, yeah. Uh, I don't know if you've ever seen that video. It's pretty interesting when they talk about the- No, but it makes sense. I, I can see yeah. that. And that just paints a major picture. It gives us a good reason why the world is as screwed up as it is. You know, if you get yeah. rid of governments, the world would be really a nice place to live in, I think. Because everybody, yeah, the people chance, just want to uh, be left alone for the mo- most part. If you ever get a chance, check out that. Um, I, 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 think it's, uh, I think you can get it on YouTube or whatever. You remember but, uh, the name of it? You know, it's, uh, the free, they talk about the three city states. Hmm. So basically, you know, it's London, the Vatican, and Washington. Yeah. And, you know, they each have, you know, their... Uh, mm. their purpose or whatever oh geez but it's 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 quite interesting oh yeah and i can see it it's and absolutely it's disgusting like because i yeah, mean it's it's three city states to destroy the world is what it boils yeah, down it, to it goes hand in hand with like uh, bill still you know and his the stuff he did right you yeah know, the uh, talking about uh, the wizard of oz the secret of oz or the secret of oz yeah, yeah. and you know all, all great stuff i mean you know true too though you know not you know, not, uh, you know, no, no hype or anything, you know? Yeah. Oh man. Yep. But I just want my boat. (laughs) There's no fixing it. I'm leaving. (laughs) Yeah. The building's on fire. Why should I stay here and burn with it? Uh, Yeah. And those of us who've been awake for a while, you know, I mean, you're right. I mean, that's exactly how we feel, mm -hmm. you know, it's like, it's like, why, why bother, you know? Yep, I can go out in the middle of the Pacific and live off of fish and whatnot and pretty sunsets and sunrises and, you know. Yeah. No problem. Yeah. <laughs> Couldn't blame you a bit, you know. Um, yeah, yeah it, it's hard to stay in the Matrix. <laughs> yeah. I've been yeah. along around too long and seen too much and dealt with too much crap, and it's like, okay, I've had my fill. It's like... Yeah. Uh, you can only eat so many dog poop sandwiches before you get tired of it. Oh, yeah. 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 Unless, of course, you're, you know, you're one of those who are benefiting from all of it, you know. Well, I'll never be one of them, that's for sure. No. No, same here. But we're out of time. And I got to figure out uh, what I'm going to talk about in the next segment in, in an hour. <laughs> All right, Sarge. I have been meaning oh, to try yeah. and get some people on as guests, and I just haven't had time to track them down. But, uh, but I do like that. I do like that one we were talking about, though. That yeah, uh, I'm going to play yeah. that one of these days. It's it's about yeah. it'll take up the whole show. I think I've got to go through it and see if it's got breaks in it that I can edit out. Uh, it is awesome. But um, yeah. 
that's really truthful though i mean you know that's that's hard hitting <laughs> yeah i gotta do some digging and see if i can find your information i just soon have her back on live but uh it's a good recording anyway we're out of time appreciate it uh, thanks for being here everybody else out there listening either live or recorded thank thank you take care of your bodies because it's the only place you have to live we will see you soon take care and god bless hope i didn't get you off the